Hello everyone and welcome to a special game day Fins Up podcast. I'm your host, excited Southo Dan, because we're going to the game tonight. And equally excitable is my handsome co-host, who is perfectly trimmed upstairs and downstairs. It's the big man Terry himself. Mate, how you going? Happy Thursday. Mate, I'm good. How are you? So good, thank you. Looking forward to tonight. My kids are out there in the lounge room, so any noise you do hear is them and not me. Uh, very excited to go to the football tonight. Rain, hail, or hopefully shine. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think we're going to have shine at night, but we're good. Hey, mate, I said hopefully, not definitely. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but mate, um, it's been a, it's been a indifferent week, I would say. I um, we lost the storm. Don't care what the score was. Only care when we win. But uh, we lost. What what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, taking away like when when you go down to Melbourne and you lose, generally, you know, you can be unhappy with it, and especially when. You know, the scorecard says it's 16-point loss, but I actually think there's more to take out of that, and I'm not mad. Yeah, this is the first time we lost in a long time. Why well, haven't been absolutely furious? Yeah, I'm not mad. It's, it's that old cliche, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed, because I'm disappointed that, um, you know, some of the individual efforts defensively, and it was it was like watching a little bit of 2021... Sharks with some 2022 sharks sprinkled on it, but you know the early loss of Dal can really threw us, and that's not an excuse. Um, but you know it is what it is. Certainly is. Now look, we said before going down there that to beat Melbourne, you have to have everything go your way and everything has to go perfect. Before the game, we had Nakora ruled out with COVID, Katoa with a knee injury, Dale in the first couple of minutes with a HIA, which took away our look, our heart and soul of the team. This year, especially without Wade through injury, it meant that Ken McInnes, who'd been a 10 out of 10 in the middle, had to defend wide. And Ken Munster, being the freak that he is, took advantage of those those weaknesses. You know, Harati comes in. He's not Katoa. I, think, I don't think that's unfair to suggest. And the Storm smashed us on that side, and they smashed us out wide where Ken McInnes was defending. So... Exactly where the weaknesses were, the good side, Cameron Munster, just took us apart. It's just the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I think if Fitz had his time over again on that, um, he would have moved uh, Katoa. Uh, sorry, not Katoa, he would have moved Talakai to the right edge and, uh, you know, draft someone in to play centre because, you know, Remus Smith is quick, but he's not very good. Yeah, he's... Yeah. The only one let me down in fantasy football too, which we'll touch on later. Yeah, you could have. Uh, we could have picked. You know, you could have given Lockie Miller a debut. You could have moved Harodi into the centres and put Lualua on the uh, on the wing. There are so many variables you could have done, but unfortunately, Fitz took the wrong option by putting Cam McInnes out wide. He's never defended on the edge before, and you can see that. Like he's, he's still a tremendous defender, but. He, you know, some of the reads, especially for that first try, that ball that Cam Munster threw that caught everybody out, that goes by McKinnis rushing in, Ramian following, Haroti running in as well. It was just unfortunate. Yeah, it was unfortunate, and I, I, it won't happen again, as we know McKinnis didn't name back in the middle tonight where he belongs. Look, I agree that if he had his time over, he would have played it different. I did see a lot of blowing up on the Facebook groups, as, as you normally do. Again, that's my error to go there, not... Not theirs for posting um, about you know the the team selections, but 
Oh, I, I'm a little bit guilty of this as well. I wanted Lockie Miller to debut, and the story was that he was on his way to go play for Newtown on Friday and got told, oh, you pack a shit, get to the airport, you're coming to Melbourne. So that sort of suggested to me that he was at least in the running at one stage. But to throw him in on what is a debut, I know he's got lots of international experience, but not against Melbourne, who would smash any rugby union team in the world, and I'll fight you if you suggest otherwise. But to put a kid, which is what he still is in experience, on the wing in Melbourne on debut, I mean, you mentioned it before, we saw what it did to Ronaldo in Brisbane. A late call-up, absolutely fucked him, sent him back. He's only just coming good now, so... It was a lot to ask, especially if you throw Lua Lua in. I know it was too late with the with the squad the way it is, but I can understand why he played Harati. I'm not a fan of the kid. I'm very, I'm not backwards and come forward about that. Put it that way. But um, look, I, you know, it was, it was, as you said, it was what it was. It was Melbourne. I mean, if we lost that game to the Tigers or the Knights, I'd be angry. But it's fucking Melbourne in Melbourne. I feel like we bombed two tries and we let two shit ones in. That goes our way and we beat them. Yeah, look, we. There were some very unshark-like tries this year. The Harry Grant one from Dummy Half, like, I saw that a mile coming. You know, and, and Harry Grant saw that two plays before. He's like, these guys, I'm, I'm going to get them. And then, obviously, the two monster breaks um, that he makes for the tries, like, the the Sharks of the recent weeks, we haven't been letting those those happen, you know? So, and I mean, I think a lot of that happens with Dale Finucane, uh, Noah Aiden Tolman as well. You know, coming in, clogging up the middle for us. Um, oh, sorry, Tolman did play, I'm thinking, the week before. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's just... It's one of them things, like, you still have a look. You know, Ronaldo made 210 metres, Talakai 180 metres. Like, we, we, we were there, you know. We had the same amount of line breaks. We missed 35 tackles, which is our season high. Um Melbourne missed 31, so we were right in there. Running metres were almost exactly the same. Kick metres, there was two kick metres difference. We were in this game. We just didn't capitalise on our opportunities, and Melbourne did. And that's the difference there. We didn't we didn't take advantage. Melbourne got a sniff, and they took advantage of it. We got a sniff, and we basically blocked our nose. Spot on. I, I like that. It was uh, it's well summed up. Uh, look, yeah, I, I do want to make one quick mention, though. There were some people that were saying Jack Williams made multiple errors on the night. We made two errors all game, and one of them, if it goes to hands, a try sister Will Kennedy. So in terms of going to Melbourne and playing very well, I think we are way on the higher end. As you said, we take our opportunities. We probably win that game. But if you're going to lose one, Melbourne to Melbourne isn't the worst. Yeah, Jack Williams made one error. Unfortunately, it was just a really costly error, so... You know, we've just scored the try. We're coming out of our own end. And he, I don't know why Jack Williams tries to play the ball so quick. He's a hes a big lump of a lad. He's limber and he's got shit hands, mate. Just get up and fucking play the ball properly. Exactly right. We need uh, last yeah, year's Jack Williams. Wrestle, don't wrestle him on the floor. Like, this is what Melbourne, this is what Melbourne want. They want you to wrestle on the floor, get frustrated, and then go and make a, a quick play the ball because you're going to make a mistake. And then if you challenge it, you've lost your challenge. Like... You know, we didn't make many. We didn't make many errors. I don't think we made an error in the first half. The game stats have got us down to five errors, but I think two of them happened in the second half, and then three happened in the last sets of the you know of the game when we were trying to to push and get back in. But um, yeah, look disappointing. But it's not one of them ones where you're sitting there hitting your head against the wall, going Jesus Christ, like what a loss that was. You, you're looking at it going, we made seven line breaks on Melbourne. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Any any standouts for you? 
I see Sivitalikai in the centres, but I think um, our best player, again, he was our best player, Ronaldo, 210 metres, game high metres for Ronaldo. Um, and I want to say, uh, you know, our boy Toby Rudolph really stood up to the, uh, the, the massive Melbourne forward pack. Yeah, certainly did. And it's worth pointing out that one of his missed tackles was that he was the only bloke that followed one of their guys through on, on a try. Now, a lot of people were pretty harsh on Kennedy, um, mainly a mate from North Queensland. Well, your mate, definitely not mine, Braden or Brandon. I don't know. He's got one of those names that's not really a name. It's saying that Kennedy missed tackles. Now, this is a, what, 75, 80 kilo fullback trying to tackle a Barnstorm and Justin Ollum? Like, like, give me a break. That's just looking for issues where there are none. I thought I thought Kennedy was good. One one seventeen, I thought were pretty good. You know, I, I don't think Harati can play first grade anymore. They're not purely based on this past weekend, but I don't think it was particularly good. Yeah, Jack Williams made a huge error and it cost us big time. But you know, the fact is we handled a pretty handy Storm pack. Now they were missing a few players due due to COVID. It's worth mentioning, but I mean our outs were bigger than theirs in that we lost players that. They immediately said, ah, oh, cool, there's our target. Whereas they lost players that they just brought in players, as Melbourne do, and just kept rolling forward. So again, you know, I'm disappointed we lost because I love my weekly singing of up-up Cronulla, but uh, wasn't to be, but we can turn it around quickly. Yeah, I think I think uh, the minute Britt Nakora was um, ruled out of the team, Cam Munster just went, this, this is us and this is where we're going all night. The thing, the thing that was really frustrating for me was we you know Talakai was feasting on that left edge T. Wilton was feasting on that left edge Ronaldo was having a field day and sometimes we just stop going to what's working whereas you have a look at the Worldwide Machines Melbourne and every set they ran two tackles at Cam McInnes to see what he had yeah smart coaching we'll get that you've got to feast like if Talakai is making metres and and absolutely dominating Remus Smith, you know, go go to the well until it's dry. And then, you know what, throw some water on it and go back. Yeah, no, exactly right. Now, we did score some freaky tries. That Talakai try where he just ambled in from 20 and scored in the corner was poetry. That early kick from Nico Hines to Ramin, who I thought Ramin was good, more than held his own with Justin Owen. But again, our left edge was probably at a 9 out of 10 where the right edge was a little bit clunky. Again, we're missing Katoa, so I'm not, not having a go. But... You're right. There was there was more fun to be had out wide, and I don't think we went there enough. Then we got a little bit caught up in the forward battle in the second half, but again, we'll learn lessons from this, and I, I think we'll come out. Unfortunately, though, we've lost a big one in Braden hamlin Ueli, who's done a peck, and that is a humongous peck to do. So he's looking at surgery last week, or a couple of days ago now, and 12 weeks, which is a real bugger because he has been a one-man wrecking crew all season. Yeah, look, I just I, I want to say this. When you're right, we scored some freaky tries. Talakai, when he had 20 meters to run, Pappenhausen wanted none of that smoke. <laughs> Can he run the other way? Pappenhausen just jogged across to make sure that the kick was out wide, but he weren't going to make a tackle. No, he wasn't. He was uh, not. <laughs> he, there's, there's two things I want to bring up. Why was Ronaldo's try sent upstairs as a no try? Why was it? I have no idea. Well, how did the touch judge look at that and go, no, he didn't ground that? Yeah, he put it through the earth. Yeah, like, wingers these days don't make mistakes if no one's touching them. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one that, that 
the really costly error, and we spoke about it, was the Ken McKinnis hip drop. We're up 8-6. We've caught Ryan Pappenhausen three metres out from his line. Gets up clutching an ankle, and the video referee turns around and goes, no, he's on report for that. That was momentum. That, that's momentum changing. It was. He yeah. wasn't even sided. They're, they're looking... Yeah, I know. He wasn't even sided. wasn't even fine. They're looking at kicking the ball from... 25, 30 metres out from their, their line and we will be on the attack as opposed to a terrible, terrible decision. They get 30 metres up the field and Cam McInnes goes, right, we're in attacking position here. We're going we're going to McInnes. Mm, it was very, very disappointing. We were really hard on the referees on rugby league outlaws. And I, I don't like to bag the rest, but geez, they made it tough this week. That was the disgusting decision. You won't see one that bad. All year. It was one of those schoolyard things, as I mentioned. You grab it a knee. Oh, you must be hurt. It's a free kick, you know. That's not how this game works. It was an unfortunate thing. Pappenhausen didn't sell it. He wasn't looking for a penalty. He was hurt. The video ref just butted in where he didn't need to be. Disgusting. Glad you brought that up. I'd, I'd written that out of my head. But, um, that, that, mate, those injuries are costly. We lost, um, arguably, our best forward. Yeah, so we, we got no Hamlin Newell. We got no Darley for this week. Yeah, not going to be good, but uh, look, we're playing, at, well, let's just get into it. We're playing Manly tonight, Thursday night, Shark Park, 8 o'clock. We've had, um, you know, the buses are running. As I look out the window now, there's a little bit of storm clouds, but I uh, wouldn't worry too much. It's only 35% chance of rain, as I looked at it as we click record. It's pissing down with rain at Menai. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's okay. Lucky the game's played here at Cronulla and not in Menai, mate. No. Yeah. Yeah, look, this, this game against Manly, they're missing some players as well. I've noticed no Marty Tapao. He, he generally has a big game against us. Um, but, you know, they got no Tommy Turbo. I, I did read a report on Monday that Turbo was was running again and he was, like, putting load load onto his hamstring. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, he's going to get named this week. Yeah, he's going to come in. But no Turbo. I think, you know, this, this game here, like, we've got, even still, we're having a look at our forward pack. Tolman, Rudolph... We got the core back. Teague Wilton's there. Cam McInnes. That's enough to hold their own. And then off the bench, you still got Fida. You still got Jack Williams. You still got Royce Hunt. I think the Braden Trindle um, selection—it's just proving to be a waste. Yeah, yep. That you know that 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 spot there could go to someone like Jesse Colburn, who you know he gets he. He's going to get more. Jesse Colburn's going to get more of being on the bench than Braden Trindle. Is Trindle needs to be down in New South Wales car. Carving up, getting ready for Moylan's form or injury, or Nico Hines in origin. He doesn't need to be sitting on the bench for seven minutes. Like Jesse Colhorn can go on and do that job at lock. Yeah, no, I agree. But, you know, or, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, it just seems Jaden Beryl could be there. It just seems a wasted. It seems a wasted spot. Um, for mine, I think. Um, you know, we've we've got enough to contain this manly pack. Their backline's not real good. No, absolutely right. Uh, Paseca's out too, and so's um, Aloye, both HIA, which is huge, because Aloye just, he's the kind of player that can either make 15 metres, 150, and like that. So I'm glad that he's out, as bad as that sounds. Look, yeah, you're right. That back line doesn't scare me like it should. You know, um, they've got some fast backs, which which is always a worry for Cronulla. some reason, they love tearing us up. Uh, no turbo. He's a humongous out, of course. I don't think 
breaking any news stories there. The ones that worry me are DCE and Kieran Foran because DCE is obviously a pretty handy player and made a career on beating the shit out of us. And Kieran Foran, for some reason, grows an extra leg, goes back to his mid-20s when he plays Cronulla and seems to be untouchable. So if we can hit him early and make sure he's, he's um, you know, reminded of what's coming, I think that's a plus. Can't help shake, help it shake the feeling that, well, can't shake the feeling that they don't quite trust Moylan's hamstring to play 80 minutes. I just don't find justification for Trindle being there. I mean, I know he can defend in the middle, but he came on late against Melbourne and offered very little. Again, you don't go to your bench players with the game on the line. You go to your starting halves. You go to Nico Hines or you go to your fullback, Will Kennedy. See, I'm, I'm sort of struggling to justify his selection. Now, everyone is excited about Lockie Miller being in the squad at this time. I can't see him coming in on the bench tonight, put it that way. But um, I think he'll be lining up for Newtown at the Beer Footy Food Festival on Saturday. Just want to give a shout-out to Paul, who took my Lockie Miller photos a little bit too seriously. When I hear there's a potential chance, of course I'm going to run and pretend it's 100% lock. It's not. We have no inside info. That's just me and Terry having some fun, or me specifically having some fun. I'm excited to see Lockie Miller, but I think it'll be scoring a hearty on Saturday for the Jets. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, obviously Will Kennedy going down clutching his shoulder late, but he, he finished the game. There's there's some injury concern there for him, but it sounds like he's got through training this week, so Lockie Miller's just there for cover. Um, good to see Matty Cavalu as well back on the interchange bench, which means if Katoa's out, we won't have to see Mawini Hirodi, which is fantastic news. Um, people asking about Wade Graham. Look, he had the syndesmosis injury and he did have surgery. Now, when you have a high ankle sprain and you have surgery, your recovery time, while they turn around say eight weeks, it doesn't always take the treatment. Now, you're talking about someone who's had both their ankles operated on multiple times. And it's, yeah, it's, you know, we're just going to be patient with Wade Graham. It's not only, it's not only the ankle, but it's the head knocks. We need to make sure he's 100%. We're in the top eight. Even if we lose tonight, we're in the top eight. So it's not a case of, oh, we've only won three out of our opening however many games and we need Wayne Graham back. We're, 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 we're in a good spot at the moment. Our four and against is nice. Even after a 16-point loss, our four and against is still pretty good. So this is patience. Um, it would have been nice to have Wade there to belt DCE all night. But, um, look, I'm... I'm confident that we can. I'm confident we can beat Manly. Do I think we will though? That's that's where my head's. That's where my head's at at the moment. I'm, I'm confident we can win. I just don't know if we will win. Mate, it's two years too early and two years too late to win. As you know, we only beat Melbourne, uh, Manly rather, every two, every four years. But uh, look, I mate, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that with a little bit of rain around, with the players falling the way they will, and with Nico Hines being named as captain. The first time in his career. I think he's going to have a career great game tonight. I think we might just end this hoodoo. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts on Nico getting the captaincy over someone like Cameron McInnes? Look, I was shocked, to be honest. I thought it was just fake complete that it was going to be Cam McInnes. I didn't think twice. And then when I saw the scene next to Nico, I actually thought it was an error at first until Fitz came out. So Fitz came out and said that, you know, this is the reason why he's a born leader, etc., etc. Look, if Sir Fitz sees it, I back it 100%. Um, maybe it's a, a thing as in like, we trust you. Everything's on your shoulders. Go out there and be you. So I, I see that as a positive. Um, look, Cam will ultimately be there to 
to help young Nico if he if he does need it. So I think it's a good decision, but definitely a shock. Yeah, I, I look at for everything that you said. You know, so Fitz has come out and said like everything in training, his preseason, his preparation, um, the mindset that he's got himself into now. You know, he said that every time Nico Hines runs out on the field, he thinks he's the best player. That's generally because he is. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, he's a natural born leader. So I. I still and, and you know any time Dale's been off the field, it has been Nico that has been speaking to the referee. I honestly thought that the safe option would have been to give it to Cam McInnes, but as Fitz has shown, like you know, whilst he has taken some safe options, sometimes the safe option isn't always the best option when you've already got your safe options picked. So I'm I'm so happy for Nico that he's the captain of this football club now. Yeah, that looks good now. It would, have, it would have been great if Cam McInnes was our captain, though, because it would have been the captains from our two biggest rivals in uh, the Storm and, and the Dragons that have let us out this year. But I'm still, I'm, I'm so happy for Nico Hines to be our captain. Will we see Nico run out really, really fast tonight? No, he's not going to do the awesome warrior. That, that sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear. Will that. we see Nico finally get some, uh, you know, over fifty percent goal kicking at Shark Park? I don't think so because the wind that's here at Menai and the rain that's here. Looks like it's going to be another Nico Howler. So if any of our wingers can run around under the post, that'll be, <laughs> be very nice. It is um, it is quite still at the moment here in Cronulla, but ten minutes either side, mate, and it's blowing a gale. So yeah, and now just with Nico's kicking, he did hit the post twice on the weekend, I believe. So he's getting there. He's getting close. Yeah, look, he, he strikes the ball so well, like, and that's the thing. But you know, and even still, those two goals that hit the post, if they go over, you're talking about a one to twelve, you know, twelve point loss, like. Yeah, there's, there's so many variables from the weekend. I think I think now, like, the boys will be disappointed in that performance. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick us to win this game against Manly. And I think we I don't want to say we can win it comfortably, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was a 13-plus win. Yeah, look, I, mate, I would take a 12-10. Like, I, I don't care if it rains sideways. If we beat Manly, you take that win every time. Definitely agree that they'd be disappointed last week. You know, it is Melbourne in Melbourne, etc., etc. But you go out there to win every game, and losing isn't good enough, as shown by Fitz's reaction in the sheds. He wasn't laying in. He wasn't yelling and screaming and kicking shit, as we've seen the lesser coaches do. But he wasn't happy. That was very obvious, and I think that's the perfect reaction. I agree we can definitely win tonight. I'm I'm pretty confident in tipping the Sharks. I feel like if this was at Brookvale, I wouldn't, wouldn't even be bothered. But... Um, yeah, look, Shark Park. I think I think you and I will get them home, mate, from the sidelines. Yeah, look, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an absolute belter, Dan. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's good to get a game day podcast in and talk about the footy as well. Taking the kids there, got to rug them up nice. But um, I'll see you there, mate. Certainly will. Now, just quickly before we go, mate, your mate Britton Nakora has supposedly turned the Sharks' latest contract offer down. Could we go to get a quick thought before I bag you about Supercoach? Uh, my thoughts on Britt Nakora turning us down, I understand it. I um, I understand that, uh, you know, he's turned it down because the money there from the West Tigers is, you know, very enticing. But at the same time, Britt's got to have a look at the Tigers. And yes, they got that win over Parramatta on the weekend. And, you know, but then. Yeah, their wins are going to be few and far between this year. Um, he's got, you know, I, I understand money. You only get one career, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it's not as if he's only get paid eighty grand. You know, we've offered him half a million dollars. That should be enough. You know, with coaching stability at the club, you know, the West Tigers are a shambles. Um, 
there's got to, you know, that surely you can't put a price on finals experience and and in a couple of years' time challenging for a premiership, you know. But spot on. I think ultimately we'll resign with Cronulla. I think he's just playing the, you know, give me as much money as I can get sort of thing. I don't think he... Put it, put it this way. Now that he has turned our offer down, I'm, I'm parking him and I'm making sure we get Braden Hamlin Ueli's signature on a piece of paper. Hopefully it's not his right hand in the sling. Hopefully it's his left hand and he can still sign that paper. That's all I mate. I couldn't agree more. Ueli's definitely the, the way forward. Look, I think Nicor will resign. I think it's just a matter of time. I don't think he's going anywhere. Certainly not to the Tigers. I still think the Finns will come in for him, but... They, they can't sign anyone at the moment, which is really good. Now, just, just quick before we go, Terry. This past week, you posted a big 900 score, including a humongous captaincy from Damien Cook on Supercoach Draft. 900 points. I think you were 30 points better than anyone else. But unfortunately, you ran into the juggernaut that is young Matt Moylan's on the back of Nathan Cleary 300. I got over 1,100. It's time to send a message to all you bums. You're all playing for second place. You know, Dutchie got me last week. Congrats, Dutchman. You got very, very lucky. But now that Nathan Cleary's back and firing, I'm going through undefeated, mate. And I think I'll see you in the final based on this week's effort. Yeah, look, it was, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just having a look now. I posted 900. I would have beat everyone by over 100 points. It's not fair. It's not no. fair that people like Paul and, and Rich and Jim and all that can celebrate wins. With their pit and scores, it's it's hollow victories, dare I say. It is. Yeah, I've been unlucky the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, obviously I posted. You know, I made the uh, I made the smart call to uh, take the captaincy off Ryan Pappenhausen um, and uh, and give it to Damian Cook. Now I don't understand how Nathan Cleary got three hundred points because Pappenhausen ran for more meters, defended better, kicked more goals, and scored a try, and only scored. 60-something points. I don't understand how the system works. It, it, um, Nathan Cleary had three try assists and a couple of line breaks. But the problem with the system is that if you pass it to Talakai, who breaks 15 tackles and scores, you get a try assist, a line break assist when it, when it was all Talakai. Now, it's I hate it, but this week I love it because I turned up. That's a message to all you listening out there, and I know you're listening. So I heard some I heard some chatter pre-season that Dan didn't draft so well. Who's laughing now, Terry? Uh, not me. It, it, you know, go, going back to this, it's the same as when Gaz and I played the other week and Ryan Pappenhausen went absolutely mental and scored those four tries. I scored 1,080 points. He scored 800 and something, and he would have won against <laughs> every team. Every other game. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know it, this, this draft thing's um, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's getting good, and... Yeah, we've probably got the best eight players, uh, in, you know, Australia-wide in there, so it's, it's a tough comp. Yeah, it's 10-person ten, it's ten comp, it's worth um, remembering, so eight of the best and two people making it up. Yeah, the two people making it up was the uh, Jimmy and Richie. Yeah, it goes without saying, didn't want to say anything. But, uh, mate, I'm looking forward to seeing you tonight. Kids are going to be there, we're going to be there, Rugby Air League Outlaws pestering bests. Uh, Sharks by how many? Uh, 26-12. Cool, I'll go by eight, don't care what the scoreline is. But my fin is well and truly up. How am I, Moylan? How am I, Moylan?